gentlemen welcome this is dump on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast tonight is may the 11th 2021 i have too many beer bottles on my desk right now my name is joel coming at you from champaign illinois with me tonight as per usual is sam sam how's it going uh, hey joel i'm doing well i'm coming at you as usual from uh, New York, uh, Brooklyn, New York, where the New York mayoral uh, primary is heating up. And my hot take, well, my hot takes probably for the next six weeks are going to be about the New York mayoral race. But my hot take today is that teachers unions are the fucking worst, Joel. Like you're the problem with politics in this right, country. Okay, sure. <laughs> Great. That is a hot take. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Uh, mayoral Democratic hopeful Scott Stringer uh, is embroiled in a sexual assault scandal uh, where he's been accused of um, groping, aggressively groping, uh, you know, Donald Trump style, a campaign intern in the back of a taxi cab. Uh, during one of his campaigns, uh, not this campaign, but one of his earlier campaigns. And he has, uh, and he was doing pretty well with gaining endorsements before this story break broke. And since then, uh, all of his endorsements have dropped him, except for the teachers union, which has been <laughs> money, pouring money into his campaign um, in serious uh, ad buys about how he's good for New York City public schools, including a TV commercial in which he kisses his teenage son on the lips. Um, weird. So weird. And uh, yes, really, it was, it's a really weird. It's not only a weird thing, but it's like no. a really weird choice to put on a TV ad. Um, weird choice to put on a TV. Well, I mean, no, it's not. Everybody does it. Anyway, I listened to an interview with this guy today, and he definitely, he's aggressively denying the fact that he inappropriately groped this woman, right. and he definitely inappropriately groped this woman. <laughs> like, I want to play poker with this guy because he's just really bad at bluffing, you know? Right. So what, is he a former teacher? Like, why are the teachers union coming out so hard for him? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. He's a comptroller. He's now he's currently the city comptroller. So I'm not quite sure. But they're they're nobody knows what the comptroller in the race. And the comptroller does. Yeah, he's a he's a groping perv. You know what I mean? <laughs> Groping controller. <laughs> he's like uh, he's like uh, I use my political power to like fondle Asian interns, sort of guy. You know what I mean? Look, at least we're not the NYPD, okay? Why well, give us a little bit of credit? Yeah. Uh, who's NYPD? <laughs> <in your head? laughs> or not? All right. <laughs> Hi, so this has been Politics Corner with Sam, giving us our weekly update on the uh, New York City mayor. What's your hot take on Andrew Yang right now? Andrew Yang's not my guy. 
the, the election, the mayoral election this year is super, super fun and interesting for many reasons. Uh, Andrew Yang is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's re- what is really interesting is this is the first time in uh, New York City voting history that there will be ranked choice voting. Um, and there is there are eight people who are running right now. Uh, and there were kind of three at the top. Andrew Yang, this guy, Eric Adams, who's the currently the Brooklyn Borough President, who's kind of the law and order pro-police Democrat. Right. And then this guy, Scott Stringer, was kind of in that same top third, uh, but he's falling fast. He's falling fucking stone. Um, But, you know, Eric Adams is like in favor of bringing back stop and frisk policing, which is like, blows my mind. He's in the lead right now. It blows my mind that that's the case. Uh, He's a former cop. Um, he's black. He a white guy, minority. Black. He's black. Yeah, he's black, and that. he uh, has a history of uh, fighting yeah. racism within the police department. Yeah. But his his policy positions, like he's doing well because there's a huge uptick in gun violence in New York City. Kind of right. in everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Couldn't be the guns. What? <laughs> It's definitely not the guns. Right, right. Well, no, he's a, he's he's all about we're gonna bring back the stop and frisk units, which finally got disbanded only this year during the Black Lives Matter protests. Um, he's like, we're gonna bring them back. We're gonna send them after guns, but it's it's just kind of more of the same, and it, it just kind of blows my mind that he'd be doing well on that message. Um, well, it's still the same city that elected Rudy Giuliani, so. I like to think that, you know, it's changed in the past 20 years. All right. Well, keep us updated on that. Let's find out because I'm very, I actually am really interested in this also. Um, Also joining us as per usual is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Going well, Joel, Sam. Uh, Happy to be here coming to you from uh, sunny Seattle. The fires haven't started yet, so it's still pretty nice here. Don't tell anybody. Um, and I'm, my hot take involves the exciting news that was shook Mariner fandom yesterday, the arrival of Jared Kalnick, the prize of the Robinson Cano Edwin, Edwin Diaz trade to the Mets a couple of years ago, who also returned Justin Dunn and somebody else fairly meaningful, but I'm completely blanking on. Uh, but he's the big prospect that the Mariners have been waiting for, and he's going to be called up on Thursday. My hot take is don't get too excited. <laughs> Jared Kelnick is uh, moved quickly through the ranks. He's played 20 games in AAA. I think he played half a season in AA last year. He's I can't remember exactly how old he is. I should have been more prepared. Um, it could be last year, though, right? There wasn't any AA last year, was there? No, I mean, that, that was the thing that all these Mariners are kind of in the middle of this. We're working on prospects and we have two, and that's my hot take. The, the, the final point is, is that Jared Kelnick coming up, I think he's going to struggle out of the gate. I think he's going to take a minute to establish himself. We'll see what happens. I'm hopeful that he'll carry on. He's been really highly touted from pretty much everybody that's watched him. So a lot of people expect him to be really successful. I think he'll probably have some growing pains. What position does he play? 
he plays outfield, he's going to be slotted to play some center field. He'll probably fill in in the corners. I'm not sure. I think I, I well, I guess that's not true because they're hoping Kyle Lewis can stay in center, I think. So anyway, and, but I, my, my hot, the reason I say not to be excited about him is not that he doesn't lack, he doesn't have the, the requisite skills to succeed in the major leagues, but that I think that the true, the, the exciting, most exciting part about being a Mariner fan is the oncoming arrival of Julio Rodriguez, who oh. is even, well, not sure if he's more sought after, but he's also ranked fairly highly in most prognosticators perspective i think he's currently number three. well it depends on who you ask he's number three in baseball america number number five for major league baseball and three in baseball prospectus uh julio rodriguez 6'3, 180 pounds he's coming up he's from the dominican republic and i think when he hits to the ground next season i'm hopeful that kelnick can get moving and then when julio rodriguez hits comes up we'll actually have like one of the best young outfields in baseball with and Kyle Lewis. Yeah, he's Kyle Lewis. Well, and we have, I mean, we currently have Mitch Hanniger in right field who is still early in a pretty good contract. I think pretty team friendly for his output. So <clears throat> if he can keep his testicles together, he, he, he can, I mean, he, he came back from multiple devastating injuries and he has been to so his balls. What he got hit in the face with balls. A, well, he also got hit in the face with a pitch like right before that, and, and also balls balls. Exploded. yeah, and then his balls exploded. But so to come back from that is pretty amazing. And he's been totally lights out, he's been great. So with him, Kyle Lewis and Jared Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez, we have like a super stacked outfield. So, 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 so Thomas, your hot take last week was that you're you're giving up on the mayor news in 2021, and your hot take this week is like we're looking forward to 2022. You like, I feel like you're moving the goalposts here. I would never do that, Joel. <laughs> I haven't been doing that for 20 years. Right. right. Uh, no, but I think ultimately, like ultimately people are really excited about Jared Kelnick and I'm like, ah, I, don't, I don't care. Like let him, let him dominate AAA for a season, Sure. you know, but they, they manipulated his time of term of service so he can come up now. He can still maintain a hold of him through 2027. But so anyway, there wasn't a lot of reason to keep them down. So they're trying to keep them excited and people feel like they're in contention because they're, you know, I mean, they're over 500. They're middle you're playing the them. Dodgers right now and you have the same record as the Dodgers. Right yeah, you said Kikuchi. <laughs> Going for my fantasy team against you, Joel. So you got to be rooting for the Dodgers. Yeah, you're kicking my ass after, I mean, you know, it's right. After last week, I needed it from Sam. Anyway, that's my hot take. Go, go Mariners, but I, and I'm excited about Jared Kelnick, but I think Julio Rodriguez is really going to take us over the line. So 2022, yeah. No, 2022, I, 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 yeah, that's Mariners, it. That's it. 20, 2022. I'll move on to next year. <laughs> my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from uh, Champaign, Illinois. My hot take, my guy, uh, Yasmani Grandal, the catcher for the Chicago White Sox, hitting a cool 113 batting average, right? But he's got 27 walks in 91 plate appearances. What does that bring his on base percentage to? It brings his on base percentage to a cool 378, OPS 620. <laughs> 378 on That's base. really good. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and so I'm on Team Yasmani, man. If you can't get a hit, take a walk. A walk is as good as a hit to a blind bat. Right. 
he he really took that walk is as good as a hit like rhetoric to to heart yep he he's is. just like i'm gonna learn the bit ba- i'm gonna learn the zone i'm never gonna learn to hit i'm just gonna learn the zone and i'm gonna be right because he's a catcher because he can't yeah but he, it also must mean that he fouls off a lot of pitches oh yeah he's been doing i think he's been doing great it's basically he I, I think he's lost the power he used to have i think that's true but he did hit a three home run three run home run just like 20 minutes ago but uh oh like, no what's the score uh what's three three twins white Sox? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is right now. There's a bunch of cool matchups right now that yeah, Shohei Otani is pl- yeah. playing the Astros and uh, who else is going? Like the Red Sox and the A's is Red Sox and A's. Yes, yeah, Sam. That's kind of a big matchup. Well, I mean, the two yeah. best records in the American League. Bottom of the bottom of the ninth right now. Two outs, yeah. men on first and third. Anyway, before we should move on, but I want to say before we move on, because there was no White Sox game yesterday, Monday. White Sox Twitter had nothing better to do than argue about Yasmani Grandal's batting average to on-base percentage. And I am definitely on Team Yasmani. Take those walks, motherfucker, wherever you can get them. I think anybody that says that that's wrong is a fucking idiot. Yeah, pretty much. From a catcher? From a catcher, yeah. Like, they're mad that he's not hitting for power is what they're mad about. They're assholes. Yeah. Sox just lost to the A's. Oh, Sox sorry, just lost to the Yeah, you guys need a new bullpen. Who got the sit? Oh, did uh, they blow the save? Well, no, the bullpen, it was 3 2. The bullpen gave up two runs. Uh, but Is it, it wasn't. In Bo- it's, in, it's in Oakland. No, it's in Boston. Mm. In Boston. The Red Sox have the best closer in baseball right now. Right. But that's about all you got. You don't have. I didn't you, uh, no, you we have we have like long relievers, a couple long relievers that are really good, and we have a really good closer. We don't have those like shut down seventh and eighth inning guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like your relievers lose a lot of leads for you. And that your starting pitching has been doing well, but not collecting the W's. Maybe. Yeah. Moving on. Let's move on before we just all start staring at our phones looking up stats. Uh, oh, the games are also good. I know. Right? Somebody <laughs> Shout hit, out somebody. to everybody who listened to us last week. Thank you so much. Wadsika, Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, Cincinnati, Ohio. Show your mother some love with the three-way. Bend, Oregon, Hardwick, Vermont, San Jose, California, Barcelona, Spain. Dublin, Ireland. Horsholm, Denmark? That's a new one. Wait, say it again. Horsholm? H-O-R-S-H-O-L-M? Horsholm? Horsholm. Horsholm. Yeah, it does have a I don't know. I'm accent over the O. Yeah. I have a Swedish mother, so I think it's my right to be able to try and pronounce any right. Swedish we, you, we were We need to get back into Sweden. We were having... Quite a few Swedish listeners, but they've dropped off. Oh, shit. Huntington. Yeah, tell your mom. Unless it, unless it was my, actually, it was my relatives who somehow found out about it. And they're like, oh, right. that's sort of sucks. <laughs> nah, they're, they like baseball. Pretty sure though, a listener in Barcelona, Spain is a related cousin. Um, Sydney, Australia. 
Egg Hobo Township. Anyway, I'll stop. I just like reading the names of cities. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. All right, moving on. Here is a story. I'm going to read a little bit to you guys. Uh, this is from Sam. You know this is my favorite uh, source for news, the New York Daily News. Right. So I'm going to read this a little bit from the New York Daily News. This is from uh, earlier today. Headline, Vladimir Putin gets vaccinated, comma, scores nine goals in hockey game. Um, as part of a vaccination drive that Vladimir Putin is leading, the judo black belt and expert horseman played in his first hockey game since the pandemic began after he was vaccinated about a month ago. Competing against Russian hockey stars, quote-unquote businessmen, and other politicians, Putin scored between eight and nine goals. Accounts vary. However, seeing as Putin scored 10 goals in an all-star showcase in 2019, it's impossible to determine whether he's lost a step or the vaccine has sapped him of his hockey wizardry. So I got two questions about this. First of all, shout out Vladimir Putin, friend of the show. Hey, Vladdy. Come on the show. Dosvidenia, come on the show. Let us interview you. Second of all, what other world leaders do you think would be elite athletes like Vladimir Putin? (laughs) You know what's funny I think about this is that like, you know, Joe Biden got so much shit for having a Peloton bike, you know? (laughs) It's like American leaders don't have time to be like, horseback riding or like you imagine if obama tried to ride a fucking horse you know what i mean like people would have eaten him alive for that shit you know he couldn't even wear a pair of jeans without people like jumping down his throat about it and then even the only thing you can do is like playing hockey doing judo you know like riding horses all over the place without a shirt on people are like yeah that's my guy you know Yeah, but this is like to get Russians vaccinated. It's like, but it totally is. I didn't, re- I didn't even really think about that. Like, it's not just a silly story about him scoring fake nine goals, but it's like, it's just a PR pump up for getting the vaccine, right. which is like ultimately in Vladimir Putin's worldview. If Russia is more vaccinated than the rest of the world, it's going to be better served moving forward. It's probably like it's part of his like weird worldview. Well, you know, he's he's the president of Russia. He's also been the president of Russia for like 24 years now. Sure. So president is in finger quotes. But that, I mean, it's president that he gets to dictate what the, the news says. And so this is the PR. Re- I, my point is more that this specifically is the PR release from his office is right. to get vaccinated. So right. he's putting an emphasis on all the fucking things that Vladimir Putin gives a shit about the one thing that he thinks is and i mean pretty much everything he seems to do like most world leaders is keep himself in power like that's like his skill so if he's going to be using like his pr yeah. yeah well yeah exactly but like if he's going to be using his pr arms to put this out there it's showing that he has a high he really he feels strongly about people getting vaccinated yeah you know what i mean like this is in, this is a big show for what they're trying to push as far as the soviet engine is concerned 
Man, it's too bad he wasn't doing that when Trump was still president, because then Trump would have been telling people to get vaccinated. You yes. Know I mean? yes. <laughs> but Trump did t- act like he was no big deal for him. He was like, oh, it was, I'm fine. Or when he got it or whatever, like he tried to act like he, he tried to blow that up into being a tough guy thing. And everybody was like, no, dude, you were like probably almost dead, except for like the corpse blood that was put into you. <laughs> Right, but if he was still in power, he'd be jealous of Putin, and now he'd have to do like a full contact football game to try to get him there, get vaccinated. Uh, is it? I think I've finally. It's been like I mean, how many months since Donald Trump is out of office? I think I first had my first moment of being like, oh man, if Donald Trump was president, he'd be doing such crazy shit about that right now, and it would be like he'd probably be like riding around on horseback without a shirt on, or like taking golf shots. No, yeah, exactly. Golf. The only thing he does is like play golf. He is like the Vladimir Putin golf score. You know, it's well, like you know, oh, golf is Donald Trump shot. 65 under par today every shot was a hole in one <laughs> but that's the funny also that's why when you said that earlier like pre- presidents don't have time for that shit i'm like well all they do is golf <laughs> you had to it's like a one socially acceptable thing for presidents to just fucking blow off doing you know everything else so like oh i'm gonna go play golf you're like no problem that seems reasonable <laughs> well i did watch some of these videos you can watch them online and it's definitely like the other hockey players are kind of just standing there, yeah. Like as Vladimir Putin skates around them, and the other team's can't, uh, goalie can't stop anything somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you imagine if he like, you know, glove saved some shot of Vladimir Putin's, like right to the gulag with you? I know. Like, I know. Shoot him on the ice. <laughs> Do you think anybody ever gets the urge just to like do a brutal check of Vladimir Putin? I doubt they do. I don't know. <laughs> like well, you're just letting him win the game, and then you're like, "Nope, I'm like a NHL quality player in Russia. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna check this motherfucker into the wall right now." Who's so the guy for the Tampa Bay? This place um, in. Well, I think there's a number of places like this throughout Asia, but there's this place in Thailand and it's like this Buddhist monastery that has just a bunch of tigers in it, like a shitload of tigers. And it's like a tourist attraction because it's like the tigers are tame. You know what I mean? Like the Buddhist monks have trained the tigers to be nonviolent and you can go and like take a selfie with all these tigers. It's a big tourist thing to do. Get a picture taken, like sitting next to a tiger turns out obviously that they're just on like a shitload of tranquilizers all the time and i I just imagine like these are the people who are like it's like oh yeah i'm gonna go fight vladimir putin in judo and they're like okay sven here's your gatorade cup you know before the match make sure you drink the whole thing and then it's like they're just like just so high and they can't even move yeah that's a good point there's one thing vladimir putin can arrange it's to have you Poison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could, he could also just be like, "I put you. They'll put you in jail." You right, know what you'll I mean? die. Like, yeah, no, you will die. But the goalie that makes the save gets shot on the ice. You know, yeah. the blood like <laughs> bounces and freezes. Oh man! So Vladimir Putin, come on the show. We know you listen. Moscow was our number two listener, so we know like whatever the KGB is now. Come on, hey, Vladdy. Close attention to the show. Bring vote dump. Vote dump. Yep. Vladimir Putin on the show, please. Yeah. Yeah. 
I wonder if we can get him to like intervene in the White Sox manager election on our behest. You know? Oh what I mean? yeah, like uh, fake news. Cool. Like last yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, that's a good point. Oh, that's good. We'd have to come up with some like PP photos or some yeah. money. Yeah, we, we oh, dude, it's they'll do it. They'll it's do it. Cool. We, we don't have to come up with those photos. It's yeah. totally loose. Also, we don't need Russian hackers to hack Tony LaRusso's computer. You know what I mean? Like, just... The password is literally password, you know? <laughs> I was going to say white socks. Moving on. This is um, getting back to baseball. This just came out earlier today, and I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about it. So the Oakland Athletics, they are threatening to leave Oakland. Um, I'm going to read a little bit. This is from the SB Nation Oakland blog, athleticsnation.com. Quote, Major League Baseball has instructed the athletics to explore, quote, explore other markets is the official term. Amid their ongoing quest for a new ballpark at Howard Terminal, Per league statement on Tuesday, first reported by Jeff Passan of ESPN. Sam, that's that howdy doody looking guy. Um, so the, the Oakland Athletics have been negotiating with the city of Oakland for years for a new stadium site. And it was looking like the site called, it's at the Howard, P, Howard Terminal. Which Man, the rend- Did you see renderings of that? Yeah, yeah. It's a cool rendering. Yeah, so cool. It looks so cool. I, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. But anyway, go on. There's a lot going on here, right? Honestly, um, this is from the A's. Quote, the Oakland Coliseum site is not a viable option for the future vision of baseball. We have instructed that. Oh, no, this is from MLB. My bad. We have instructed the A's to begin to explore other markets while they continue to pursue a waterfront ballpark in Oakland. The athletics need a new ballpark to remain competitive, so it is now in our best interest to also consider other markets. Uh, A's team owner John Fisher also made a statement saying, the future success of the A's depends on the new ballpark. Oakland is a great baseball town, and we will continue to pursue our waterfront ballpark project. We will also follow MLB's direction to explore other markets. So, the question, uh, I'll, I'll try to ask this as succinctly, excuse me, as I can, is like, what does this say about the relationship between the A's and the city of Oakland and kind of the larger situation of the relationships and what is owed between a baseball franchise and its fan base? So... Yeah. So what is the, what is the, who owes who what, and as far as that relationship is concerned or like, yeah. what, I mean, like, cause Oakland has had been in, I mean, when did they move to, when did they move into the Coliseum in this, when did, when, when did Oakland, the athletics came from Phil or Philadelphia, where did they Kansas come from directly? City. Philadelphia, Kansas City, Kansas City Oakland. Mm-hmm. What year did they come to Oakland? Like 68, I want to guess, late 60s. Yeah, sixty eight. I wonder if they've played at the Coliseum the whole time. They must have, right? No, but a lot of time. It's one of the oldest stadiums in yeah. Major League Baseball. Interesting thing about the Coliseum is A's fans actually love it. Right. 
Well, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like a legend on a certain level, right? Yeah. It's, it's like weird. It's a huge, weirdly shaped, ugly ass, super uncomfortable ballpark. But the A's fans that I know, like, really like it there because it's like one of those places where you pay $1 for a ticket, go like bring your cooler in and <clears throat> there are no rules basically. I want to go to no, they've been there since 1966, according in the Coliseum since 1966. Yeah, they've been there a long time, right? According yeah. to Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so uh, I don't one know. thing I wanted to say is that it sounds to me, and, and listeners fact check me on this, but I'm pretty confident in this, is that the A's are saying they'll pay for the college, the new stadium, but they're asking the city of Oakland to pay via taxes for infrastructure and upgrades in the zone neighborhood around it. And that's one sticking point. The other sticking point is that the place, and Sam, you brought this up, it's going to be right on the waterfront, right? One of the problems with that is that that waterfront is currently an active port. Like it's not like an unused zone. It is industrial zone and Oakland is, I believe, the second busiest port on the West Coast after LA Long Beach. So it's not like this will be like, that's really what the city of Oakland is worried about is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't have 40,000 fans driving down to the new A's Coliseum because we need to get these like boats in and on semi-trucks and shipped out. And they're worried about the, the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The logistics of that. So the effect that it's going to have on the industry that's on shipping started. the effects. It's going to have well, on I mean shipping. that's I mean that's a discussion that's been had in Seattle because all of our stadiums are in Soto and on the south end of town, downtown, which is where all of the industrial shipping. And in Seattle also is a pretty large port city, so there's a lot of stuff coming in and out of that zone. And that was one of the reasons why a friend of the show, Chris Hansen's, uh bid to put the sonics in the south end of seattle fell flat and why they're going to go back to the key right. arena site for right. the hockey team <clears throat> and is that the shipping and a lot of the longshoremen's unions and a lot of the people that were involved in that stuff were really opposed to it yep. so Same I mean, maybe, it was the unions who were really opposed to it yeah I can see that. seattle tacoma is bigger than the port of oakland Oh, really? Okay. And the Port of Los Angeles and the Port of Long Beach are two different ports, and they're one and two in the United States. I didn't know that they were two different ports. Huh. That makes According sense. to porttechnology.org, they are. That's cool. Yeah, that we sounds, could have a whole fun. episode about ports. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, the point being, well, then I guess then the point being that, like, Seattle has that same problem, and I call bullshit on that. They have a stadium that's right by that, and it doesn't affect it at all, I'd assume. I mean, this probably makes it harder to park at 7 p.m. on a fucking Tuesday for none of the longshoremen. But, uh, do you think yeah, MLB... Yeah, cars, they have boats. Yeah. I'm not taking up boat parking. Give me a break. Unless you're in San Francisco. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the other conversation was that Oakland has lost the Raiders and the Warriors in the last, what, two and a half years or something like that. 
So how serious do you think Major League Baseball is about moving the A's out of Oakland? What? You think it's just a flex? That's what I'm asking. I I mean, well, I... If it's just a flex, they're flexing with the wrong people because they just lost two sports franchises. They obviously don't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, walk. We don't give a shit. <laughs> Look at the Raiders and the fucking Warriors, like, idiot. Hey, now you have to pay us to stay. <laughs> you got to buy a boat. Yeah. You got to buy a boat for all of us. <laughs> Watch the fucking games at your stupid-ass stadium. Oh, yeah. man. Well, if it's the Longshoremen's Union also, the Mafia ought to be getting in on this, shouldn't they? The, the Mafia doesn't exist. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, where do you think they would go when, uh, the, they, when they eventually leave Oakland? Because you know they're going <laughs> to. Everything I've yeah, read. <laughs> Oakland's going to be like, sure. <laughs> yeah, fine, please. Everything I've read, Las Vegas, Nashville, Charlotte, Montreal, Portland. Schenectady, New York. So not, yeah. They got to go to Montreal. Montreal. Montreal, yeah. The Montreal Athletics. Well, no, I think that I think that Tampa Bay is going to eventually start splitting time in Montreal. Yeah, that came up in the stuff I was reading. What? Yeah, yeah. It was a thing. um, They were. It was the same deal. It was like the Tampa Bay Stadium is terrible. And unlike Oakland, everyone hates it. Um, and it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like, you know, it's like 100 miles into the swamp outside of Tampa Bay. And you can only get there by fan boat. And, you know, <laughs> it's filled with mosquitoes. It's these, terrible. These boat accessible only. <laughs> They're not going to make it. That's a bad idea, you guys. Yeah, yeah. What were we thinking in 1996? About, probably about 50 years early on the post apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is great. We can only get to the stadium by boat. <laughs> um, so, anyway, they were like, the team was like, you got to build us a new stadium. And Tampa Bay was like, your stadium's fine. Don't worry about it. And then the team was like, okay, we're going to move to to montreal and the stadium's like you signed a contract through 2028 so in 2028 in 2028 i think they're the plan is to start splitting time in between tampa like playing in tampa in the spring and then playing in montreal in the summer like through the summer and fall yeah that's migratory bird style yeah I mean, why don't they? I mean, nobody wants to build them a new stadium in Tampa, right? I no, mean, Oakland is like Oakland. Oakland Tampa, is like Montreal is willing to build a new stadium, but Oakland is willing to build a new stadium. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, we want a new stadium, and they obviously want it. I mean, I think the Oakland A's leaving Oakland would be, as much as I don't care about the Oakland A's or something. I think it would be a bummer if they left. What what the hell, you know? And I think that, like, I think the Coliseum is kind of fun, but I think they should probably move on. I mean, it was, like, filled with shit. Like, the, the toilets overflow, and there's shit everywhere, apparently. <laughs> there are no toilets. It's just a series of troughs. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd, that's probably not far off, to be honest. Just You squat over a hole in the floor. Oh, yeah, man, just like France. <laughs> just, just like France. Yeah, it's true. Um, Oakland is basically France. That's the problem. 
<laughs> uh, they should move him then. Fuck it. <laughs> France shouldn't have a baseball team. No, France should not have a baseball team. All right, so last question, like, uh, about stadium funding. So Oracle Park, where the Giants play, like, that was a 100% privately funded park. And it's kind of, what? By Oracle, presumably. Uh, not when they built it. Like, Oracle owns all the naming rights now, but it was yeah, like... It was Pac Bell, wasn't it? It was Pac Bell. It was. It was built, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's kind of held up as like an example of a great privately funded stadium. The other one, I don't know if it was all privately funded, was Camden Yards, but that was kind of like the first of this new generation of baseball stadiums. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you have the White Sox guaranteed rate field is mostly publicly funded, and it sucks. It really does. When was uh, it built? 92. Oh no! So you got a you got a long time in there still. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's been like yeah, I thought guaranteed yeah. rate was fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. But like, the city, was, I, I, like Shea Stadium was a bad stadium. Guaranteed <laughs> rate, rate was like nice. it's a nice place to catch a ball game. Yeah, please. It's a. I like it, but it's by the freeway. It's it's you know. In the middle of, of the ghetto, like you, it, it's not well situated, really. Right. Uh, Never been to Guaranteed Rate Field. It looks scary. I've been to enough baseball stadiums. I think that's my takeaway. Yeah, no, that's what it might do. Guaranteed Rate Field, my favorite thing about it is it's right on the interstate and it looks like uh, out of Mordor because it's like a giant black castle on the side of the interstate. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's go. Anytime. But do you think the city of Oakland will throw down any cash to reinvest in a stadium for the eights? Are they not? So they're not paying for this is all going to be privately funded. Is that what they're saying? The, what I've read is that the stadium will be privately funded, but they are asking for public funding for infrastructure and redevelopment in the area around the stadium. Well, that's, <laughs> and that's, that's the issue. That doesn't seem like a big ask, but I also don't live in Portland or in uh, Oakland, and apparently they don't really let. Right, they're like, no, no you can go. This is Oakland. Like, see you later. The Warriors won like five championships and we just let them leave. Yeah. Get like best basketball player ever around right now. Yeah. Sure. Bye. Go to San Francisco. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on this. Um, we didn't talk about Albert Pujols got DFA'd. You guys have any hot takes about that? I mean, I single-handedly got it, made him retire. Oh, with you heckling. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, that me rip, ripping him a new one on Saturday night before that. He was over it. He they pulled him from the game in the seventh inning, I think. Yeah. Way to go, Thomas. Yeah, so you're welcome, world. <laughs> Wait, that should have been that? my hot take. Pujols. Oh, Pujols. Thomas, Thomas caused Pujols to get DFA'd by the Angels. <laughs> With his heck I guarantee that he was like, I don't want to play anymore, and they're all, okay. We'll yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. He, I guarantee you, he was like that fucking guy got under my skin, man. I can't get to those those low throws anymore, and I can't hit anymore. So I should just retire. He was like, "Go take a nap," and I think that sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, well, good job, Thomas. Glad you. <clears throat> he he got in a fight because he thought he should start a game, and they didn't start him. When that's- was that? He was. They were playing the Rays, and Ryan Yarbrough was pitching, and he had had really good numbers against Ryan Yarbrough. And he went to uh, Madden and was like, "Why am I not in the lineup right now? I own this guy." And Joe Madden was like, "It, it's you know this this call came from above." Mm-hmm. And so then he went in to the front office and got in a huge fight, and they fired him. Is that really what happened? Wow. Yeah, that's what happened. How? Wow, that's way different. They were like, that guy was right. You're out of here. And he was like, that guy was wrong. Let me prove it. <laughs> you you being that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, they're like, you just got owned by some guy in center field at a Mariners game. Like, we're not going to put you in against the Rays. <laughs> no, I was on the first baseline. I was like oh. 18 rows up from him. I was yelling at him the whole time. <laughs> for sure it was me and everybody knows him. damn um, good, good, good riddance albert pujols good riddance albert pujols did they the cardinals are going to sign him to one day contracts they got to right they yeah, should sure. unless they listen to their asshole fans <laughs> right right it'd be funny they'll sign him and he'll like compete for playing time with paul goldschmidt <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen all right well that's it for us this has been dump on the up ostensibly a baseball podcast uh remember follow us on twitter and or facebook you can also check us out on soundcloud spotify apple itunes wherever you get your podcasts give us a rating a review and a subscription For Sam and Thomas, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow.